Okay. Okay, are you guys, can you see it? Very good. Can you see the image? Yes. Yes? Okay. Good. So I, I am not talking about the work that's in the, the, on the online show um, because I don't have a concept. I don't have a sort of a concept around it. It's more like it's just been kind of a formal, interesting kind of exploration and it's just in its baby stages. So I thought I would show you something that I recently completed that's a body of work that I started at the U Cross Foundation in November um, of 2019. And um, my, actually my studio, the next studio over was someone who's also, I think here tonight, Noah Green. Um, so in this body of work, it, I actually was interested in trying to um, address a, um, a, a return that I was making to the the edge of the Great Plains where I had grown up and basically there were some I have traumatic some traumatic memory issues um, abuse issues that go go back to that space and I, I the 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 actual Ucross ranch is 20,000 acres on the edge of the Great Plains at, at the edge of the mount, of the Rocky Mountains so it's extremely beautiful and it's really a broken Kind of broken mesas and hidden terrains. It's a very complicated environment. Very, very beautiful. And um, this place, it, it, oh, I what, once I was there for a, about a week, I realized that what I could do, I wanted to invite, sort of in a in a way, invite my um, myself back into the space with using drawing as an act of hospitality to my to myself. Also acknowledging the. Um, the presence of the indigenous um, culture there. Um, I had a chance to work with in the in the, the fourth week I was there. I had a chance to work with some uh, young women from the Sheridan Women's School, which is um, like a place where kids, women, young women from like all over, but there are considerable number of Crow and Lakota kids were there. Who, and it's like in a, it's like a kind of like a reform school. So they have a great art program, and they were coming over to our to the ranch to um, work with some of the artists. So I did do that, but I wanted to actually in, um, acknowledge and and the um, sort of First Nations aspect of that place, um, and to especially to focus on Lakota, the Lakota principle of of um, hospitality through um, complex negotiating of difficult terrain of complex human relationships. And it's sort of one, one scholar has described this as the, the signal characteristic of the Lakota culture, which is shape shifting. So there's a principle or a, a culture hero, you could, I guess you'd say in Lakota that's called Inktomi. And that's the, he's, it, it's a kind of a principle of, of that's like trickster, but not 
with a negative connotation necessarily uh, could could have that but also could not might maybe not so i was really interested in this idea of transformation alch alchemical transformation how could i invite myself back into a place of that was dangerous for me psychically and at the same time um sort of be healed by it and also acknowledge the suffering of the people that have been there all this time and continue to do so it's one of the worst areas for it's one of the toughest parts of the, of the united states in terms of uh, Native American girls disappear on the regular in that immediate area. So it's just a, it's a super violent, scary environment for a lot of people. Uh, not for us, those of us that were lucky enough to be there, it was like extremely cushy and it's a great re artist residency. I can't speak highly enough of, of it. But anyway, I decided to order in some paper um, after my first couple weeks of study there. And, um, and then I, this is a purple, uh, Japanese Kozo paper that I um, I basically is handmade in Japan. It's about 42 by 77 inches. So they're huge sheets. They're, the weight is about, is 30, I think it's 35 uh, grams per square meter. So it's, it's a moderate, it's moderately sturdy, but as you can see, it can buckle. So the, you can kind of see here the, um, the way that, the um, paper uh, basically accommodated these marks, which are made with entirely with um, metallic shellac-based inks. Some, some, not all the inks were metallic, but a lot of them were. And I used a, a very, very limited palette. So a lot of the color comes from refraction. Like in, in this example, there's no, gr there's no green ink in this piece. It's just that the the blue and the gold kind of refract against one another and create these glows. So as you can imagine, the, these photographs, from my perspective, they suck, even though they're the best I could do because the actual works are really so iridescent and complicated visually that they are sculptural and they don't record well. But anyway, when I, I so that was mainly the, the idea of working on this and I got about, I, I finished, I was able to finish about three of them when I, and when I got back to California, I ordered the rest of the paper that they had. It was a discontinued paper from Los Angeles. And I, I just started uh, working like crazy for another six weeks through January and into February. And in the meanwhile, I contacted a couple of curators in LA that I knew probably would really be, re would resonate to this work. And one of them offered me a show. So I was like, great, let's do it. it and the work had also had a, um, a kind of co complex relationship to spirituality and religion, um, partly through the Lakota religion practices, but that I was reading about, not, not directly experiencing. But also, um, I had been for the last year been reading uh, these very strange um, enigma poems by a, a Mexican Baroque poet named um, Sister Juana Inez de la Cruz, who's very very famous. She's on like the currency and the stamps and stuff in 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 Mexico. Um, but she wrote these very very complicated short poems. They're like the length of a tweet, really. There and I had come in, I'd come into contact with an amazing. Um, a really amazing translation into English that really created a rough 
kind of Anglo-Saxon raw version of the very sort of convoluted and refined Spanish. And I just loved it. So I thought I would name each of these pieces after a line in Sister Juana's poems. So in this one, it's called um, Its Origin uh, Snowflakes. Um, I think that's what this one is. Hang on. No, this one is called Captivating Reason. And then this one's called Bowing like, Bowing like a Star or Bowing like a Star. It's not clear to me which is meant by that. But you can kind of see how the, the work, I did a lot of intense layering. There's kind of like a weird effect of calligraphy, of strange animation characters or possibly, a, and there's a grotesque quality, all of which is kind of also in Sister Juana's poems. Um, this is the one that's called um, Bowing Like a Star. I mean, I'm sorry, this is called uh, Its Origin Snowflakes. And by the way, Sister Juana doesn't tell you what, whose origin or what she's, to whom is she referring. So it's, it's left up to you to, to try to puzzle this out, which is then meant that the last 400 years, people have just been poring over these poems and trying to figure out what they mean. They're, they're really notorious for that. Um, and then the sequela to that piece is after its origins, snowflakes, the next line is uh, its descendants, the fire. So descendencia el fuego. So this one was, this is one of the first, this is one of the pieces I did at, at UCross. Um, here's a detail. And I could try to zoom. This is a, a, a PDF that's not really a print quality PDF. It's a screen PDF. So it's going it's, to, it's probably going to start degrading a little bit as I zoom in. Not too bad. It's, you can kind of get a sense of the extreme articulation. But anyway, I think that for me, the, the experience was one of a tremendous uh, release from a lot of um, sort of personal history issues, and at the same time, getting me in touch with uh, my tremendous love of, of uh, very uh, strange topographies. And nature often seems grotesque to me in a way that is I love and is, is, a, is a source of amazing and wonder to me. I think growing up on the Great Plains, I didn't have a lot, a lot of other things to do. Um, I didn't have, you know, complicated, a complicated social schedule. It was kind of like my life right now. I, I live in the country in California and I'm just out here drawing and painting. And that was kind of what my childhood was like, although I had a miserable time in school. But outside of school, I had a great time. So this is kind of like, it got me in touch with those, that child, those childlike impulses and has then, and so it was like the perfect moment for this to happen, this body of work. And I finished it just in time to hang it in Pasadena with my wonderful friend, um, Mike Hernandez at Irenic Projects, which is in, at a church in uh, Pasadena. And it's a beautiful, beautiful late forties modernist space. And the, the artwork is not necessarily religiously related um, that he curates there. Um, and so if it ever opens up again, it's a, it's a great place to consider showing if you feel like it. 
Um, it's not a, definitely a nonprofit kind of thing and experimental space. So um, yeah, so it, it, it was a perfect timing because then what now when I'm in, now that I'm in um, quarantine, I've just found that I'm in on a tremendous role and it's everything that a residency you'd want a residency to do to sort of give you a shot in the arm. Um, and now I'm doing oil paintings and they're complicated and they don't look like these. They're a different aesthetic, but they, they are, they have the same kind of urgency and strangeness about them. So I'm very, I'm very happy with that. That's kind of what I wanted to say. Oh, and I should, I should plug the, I don't know if I got it here. Yeah, I do. Um, so I made a book if you that is available via blurb, but it's, that's, there's an artist statement and whatnot that is related to this body of work and, and to this particular show. And the, the wonderful translation is this, um, I'm sorry, I'm looking at the wrong thing. Um, I've got two, I've got two monitors here, so I'm compl it's complicated and I'm sorry, this is probably backwards for you guys. I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, it's um, Sinal Press. Stalina Villarreal is the, the uh, translator. If you get interested, if you're interested in the literature side of it, it's just an amazing little book. So that's it for me. Thank you, Christina. That's great. Sure. My I've pleasure. enjoyed checking these out online, of course, and they're very mysterious. Right. Mm. Yeah, they're actually, yeah, if you go to my website, christinamcfee.net, it's the first thing you'll run into are these, these mm -hmm. drawings. Mm -hmm. Does anyone want to ask any questions? Um, I do. Or, yeah. I have a quick question. Is the paper purple to begin with? Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's a really difficult to photograph plum maroon color that kind of shifts from talk about shape shifting. It kind of goes from looking like a, an indigo purple to a red violet. It's just right on the edge. It keeps flipping and it at a very, very close range. You can't see it in this photograph, but there are very minute strands of black in it. It's, it's an incredible paper. So I, I apparently it takes two people to make each sheet. So it's discontinued. I got it for half price from Hiromi paper in Santa Monica. Yeah. Um, how did you present it when you showed it? Did you put it in? Oh, I'm happy to show you that. I forgot. I'm sorry. Um, it's right here. You can kind of see it. These are little, it was very, it's a space that's very hard to shoot because it's a, it was an, a, 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 it's kind of like a, an extended broad hallway. That's bigger than a hallway, more like a, an atrium. And it's, and it's all structured in an S, it's an S curve for in plan, this space is an S curve. And then it has a spiral staircase. So you can kind of see uh, right here and there's a piece hanging up in there. So what we did was hang them both on flat on the wall and then it's suspended. So Mike Hernandez um, did this wonderful thing where he, we, we did, um, we just put magnets and uh, uh, we used magnets for the ends to um, hold a uh, wire to the ceiling. And then this is just a freestanding, this is with MDX, whatever you call it, MDX, I think it's called the, the sort of particulate board. He just made these little 
barriers here so that it, it just marks off the space so that it, that no one would sort of stumble into the 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 drawings so but they don't it just it has all it has an optical function this this thing okay, but, so it's suspended from the ceiling yeah they're suspended from the ceiling except for some of them are oh, there's maybe th three of them that are on the wall and the ceilings are not super high they're probably nine feet they're not it's not a super tall space but it's 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 an interesting space because it's a meander so it's it's it creates this opportunity to do to set these um, pieces in these cantilevered at uh, unfoldings. So you discover the these kind of intricate the, all this intricacy that you see in the that you're seeing here. Like th this is a good example of how the photographs I shot for the catalog don't even show how amazing the this weird, see how that's all articulated in like a low relief effect. And that low relief effect came out from hanging it in this kind of slanted natural light situation. Does that kind of give? Yeah, that's, that's interesting how you hung it. I like the way you hung it. <coughs> Thank you. Yeah, I was really happy because it, I mean, these pieces are really not, they're the, it's like drawing into sculpture. They're not really, um, Although I, when I got back, I immediately started working on a, I, I have a show coming up in, in the win next winter in San Francisco and I'm, I'm preparing a body of work in, in oil painting on canvas. So I went to that, you know, as soon as I finished the set, which was uh, at the end of kind of the third week of February, right, really right before the, we opened the show and it was like two weeks later that it, it shut down. So so I mean, it's still up. The work is still up. It's still up, and I think it's by appointment, theoretically. But I don't really think people can actually go there. I mean, they they could if they broke the law or something, I guess. 